Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm Giancarlo-san. Uh, I am Nick Palazzo-sensei. TJ Kuhn. <laughs> um. That's Amanda-chan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Well, yeah, we'll go with that. Thanks. Amanda-senpai. Amanda-senpai. No. Amanda <laughs> oh, no. I didn't like saying that. <laughs> I did not uh, like Notice me, senpai. Either. I would like it if you guys referred to me as that all the time. Not just me. I will never. Well, I'm leaving. This is my last episode on Should I Buy. Thank you. You said that last time. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep saying it until it's true. And this week, we are talking about Yakuza like a dragon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So, for those of you who are not aware, uh, this is. The latest entry in the Yakuza series, and I mean, we'll get into it in a second, but it's a departure in a number of ways. Um, but Yakuza, uh, if you don't know the term at all, is basically a term for like Japanese crime families, essentially. So that's kind of what this whole series is based on. It's the latest entry, um, like I said, a, a departure in a number of ways, but uh, it's, a, it's a JRPG. And who develops this? Uh, Sega is the producer but specifically i don't know how to pronounce it so i'm yeah, so Ryu, sorry but Ryu Go gotaku studios yeah are they like a small st- i it, it was just one not to jump right into stuff but are they like a small studio well obviously since yakuza sort of they took off they've grown a lot but okay i i want to say yeah initially they were relatively okay. smaller we'll sega get into of that course in a is not small but of course yeah. of course yeah, we'll, we'll get into all that stuff in a second. Um, but yeah, so, and in this game, you play as Ichiban. Uh, and Ichiban uh, is a Yakuza member, although uh, you almost would not be able to tell. But um, <laughs> And uh, it's, it's a story of betrayal and intrigue and, and all that stuff. Um, but I guess I kind of want to hand this episode off to Nick, being kind of resident Yakuza uh, lover. And... I would love for us to maybe just open with a... Oh, for, for context. Sorry, sorry. For context, um, I played the game on Xbox One. Uh, our, my, lo- my lovely, lovely friend and supporter of the show, Anne Baird, was kind enough to send me a spare copy of the Deichi edition. So uh, I got a beautiful steelbook. Uh, so thank you, Anne. Um, but I played through it. I did not get to finish it. I've been so swamped, guys. I really, I really tried. Um, but I think I, I saw a, enough of the game to have a, an interesting conversation. And then I think Palazzo, you're the only other person who got to play this game as well. Yeah. Yes, I played it to completion. I think I clocked in at oh god, I want to say seventy or eighty hours. <laughs> Holy I heck. I started the game when we Yikes. did Immortals: Phoenix Rising that week, and I beat it like a Whoa. week or two ago. I want to say. Um, and this is pretty much all I played on the PS4, um, and I loved every single hour. Um, but yes, that that's my experience with it. All right. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, we were the only ones who got to play this game, but I, I still think there's a good bit to talk about. And I would love to hand it off to you to kind of lead us through this as someone who has more experience with the series because this is my first Yakuza game. I know, TJ, had you ever played any of them? 
I have not. Okay. I play, I play maybe a demo of one of them at some gotcha, point. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to hand it off to you to kind of guide us through the episode. And I think it'd be very interesting for you to open, maybe, and correct me if, if you have uh, different feelings, but maybe to open with uh, some of the ways that this is a, a very different entry into the series. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Yakuza Like a Dragon is the next entry to the Yakuza series, but they depart from what is traditional Yakuza in almost every way. Um, Most Yakuza games, for those that don't know, they are traditionally action-adventure games, beat-em-ups, almost the Japanese GTA, essentially, and this um, really took off with... Uh, traditional JRPGs, turn-based combat, very, very different from what we're used to. And another big difference is in the main character himself, Ichiban Kasuga, because normally in all these Yakuza games, we followed the story of Kazuma Kiryu, who was a very straight-edge, no-nonsense, serious Yakuza type. The type that you would probably say is like, yeah, that guy's a Yakuza, but Ichiban is totally different. Very big. I would love to talk about that. Eccentric. <laughs> is that where you want to start? We could start with the protagonist and how we felt about maybe some of the characters along the journey. Um, do we don't have to start there, but I, it's definitely something I have interesting thoughts on as someone who this is my first Yakuza game. Right, no, yeah, I, I would love to hear from you, actually, since this is your first one. Sure. Um, but yeah, just to wrap up that conversation of differences here and there, again, tone is different. This is more of a comedic type of Yakuza game versus, in, in main story at least, the serious tone that previous games have taken. Obviously, with side quests and everything, everything is super goofy and hilarious and silly. But at least with um, the introduction of this new protagonist, there's a lot more goofball and friendly moments here and there. And he's a very earnest character while also still being hot-headed and sort of dives uh, headfirst into a lot of situations without really thinking about it. But yeah, since this is a JRPG, a huge theme in these games is friendship and the power of friendship and uh, having like sort of the perfect hero protagonist. So I guess the first thing we can talk about is characters. Yeah, John, what? how did you like Ichiban? How did you connect with him from what you've played and, and what did you think about him? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very curious also to see how you felt with it being a departure uh, from other Yakuza games and uh-huh. how this compares to the other Yakuza games for you. But my only exposure to the series previously had been through Nick Benetatos, uh, our, our dear friend, who lived with me for quite a while. And so <laughs> sometimes I would come out of my room at 2 a.m. and see uh, Yakuza 7 going, and he's like throwing darts or something. But uh, my understanding of the game was always because he's a huge fan of like organized crime stories, like that kind of thing. And so I was expecting that like ultra, like, dark like serious traditional yakuza which it sounds like kiryu was um and i was expecting that with i also know that yakuza is known for kind of like the big goofy like moments i was expecting like very serious and dramatic character and plot but like maybe your attacks and some of the side quests and stuff like that were ridiculous um and so i was very shocked to discover that the protagonist of this game was essentially a golden retriever turned into a human. Um, (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I will say, and and I I get that that's like, it's central to the character and and it's a big part of the plot. 
Um, but like, especially in the early scenes, uh, a lot of times the other characters, the side characters who like are serious and are surrounding our protagonist are literally calling him. They're like, you're an idiot for doing this. And he's like, no, but it's the right thing to do. And then something terrible happens. And I'm like, I, I agree with all the other people. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I had a really hard time connecting to him. Uh, just because some of the other characters in particular, like the patriarch of the Yakuza family was such a cool character and he had such cool scenes that I was like, man, like, I'm glad I saw this scene, but I kind of wish I was playing as him instead. Like I, it just, something about it felt too like Disney channel for me in a way that didn't necessarily gel with like, uh, I guess the expectation of a Yakuza game, which I, I understand it's a long running series. So maybe that is like a welcome change for some people. Uh, but as a newcomer, it was a little uh, disjointed, I guess, in a way I didn't expect. Um, but yeah, that, I, that's my thoughts on the protagonist, at least. I, I don't know how it felt yeah. for you. No, totally fair. Uh, totally opposite feeling for me. But it's interesting because you don't have that background with the Yakuza games before this one. And you're not like a huge JRPG fan. So maybe a lot of these tropes that you find in here, are, it, it could be kind of new to you as well. Um, the thing with Ichiban is he is so, so different from Kiryu. Like they're pretty much opposites. He's a very Kiryu, a mild-mannered quiet straight edge sort of yakuza type and yeah ichiban's the exact opposite but kiryu got to a point where his arc sort of flattened out for a while and there was a point where i'm like i don't know how they could keep making this character interesting what happened around him was fascinating but not necessarily the character and this departure to someone completely new who acted totally different um was very refreshing to me and Oh, it sucks that you didn't beat the game. It it, it was a buildup in his personality to a point where his interactions with those around him, including um, his sort of father figure, the Yakuza boss that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. and his brother figure, um, his personality melded with some of the storytelling with those characters. And it was very, very touching and heartwarming. And it affected you. If you hadn't gone through that journey of like, you know, these goofball heroic tropes, like the payoff wouldn't have been as solid, I think, by the end of the game. Um, but no, I, I thought, ah, oh, man, th- since this is their first time going away from a character that's like not Kiryu, I thought they wrote Ichiban like masterfully, honestly, like uh, he's impulsive and excitable and that plays into his strengths and weaknesses like he loves his friends to a fault where it it makes him you know very rash when they're threatened and you saw those moments throughout the game i I don't know i loved him i thought he was a great protagonist do you think now just because it feels like we're kind of bordering on it now would be a good time to talk about maybe narrative and presentation and that sort of thing sure absolutely which one do you want to do first uh for me, they're kind of intertwined, and I'll get into okay. why. Uh, like I said, I didn't get to finish the game, um, but performance-wise, here, here's what I think. And I actually did not know who the cast was until like a few minutes ago, and I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Because, like, for example, that patriarch, I really just, I loved having him on screen. Turns out, that's George Takei. <laughs> did, were you, did you do English? Yeah. Yeah. That, that thing answered my yeah. question. Oh, man, I wish you did the Japanese voice actors. Because uh, okay, I know yeah. the English dub I've heard is very good for this game, but there's a certain 
melodrama in the Japanese voices that just nail these narratives so well. And like the emotional impact, I just you get that feeling more from the Japanese voices. Well, I think I don't know if you've heard the English at all, but I do think that melodrama that you're hinting at, like, is very much captured in it. That's and good. so here's kind of my thing with it. I I think pretty much most of the actors, if not all of them, are, are doing a a great job with what they have. My kind of gripe with it is. And this might just be part of the style, I don't know, but, like, sometimes some of the scenes are, like, so over the top in a way that I'm just like, is it really necessary for me to be hearing, "Uh, uh, uh," like, whatever, like, in the background while this is going on, or, like, stuff like that, and it just, ah, like, I I tried not to dwell on it too much, but I was like, why, why, like, why are you reacting like this to, like, this very, very minor event? Um... (laughs) If it was, if it made me laugh, I think I would get it, but it kind of didn't. Um, but whatever, that's that's a minor thing. I, I guess overall, it's like the broad story is certainly one of. While while there are, I have some gripes with some of the twists in that it maybe is not fully necessary. I think it's a very interesting story. And for example, some of the boss's backstory, in particular, story that he tells at one point, and you watch the scene, I thought was super compelling. It was great. Oh, um, which the. The father figure, you mean? The main... Yes. Yakuza boss? Okay, yes. cool, cool, cool. Yes. Um, and so there are some really, really cool moments, but then the way stuff is, like, directed and presented around it kind of diminishes a lot of it for me. Like, certain stuff... Um, I, I just find a lot of artistic inconsistency in this game, and that's kind of why I asked if they were an indie studio or something, because I was wondering if some of the decisions were because of budget reasons or something, because there are some scenes that are fully motion captured, fully voice acted, fully everything, and then there are other scenes where it's voice acted, but there's no movement, and then there are other scenes where they're moving, but it's a it's text dialogue only, and then there are other scenes where it's just text dialogue, and then there are scenes where it's like a Hitman style cutscene, where like it's like a mural, and then you hear someone narrating, and I'm like, why is there so much dissonance between the way that you're presenting the story? Like, from one second to the next, it swaps, and I couldn't find any clear-cut rhyme or reason for it to move between them. Um, it just, it pulled me out at points. And so, the reason that this is something that I I wanted to say was, um, I did actually, just because it seemed like the story might be heading in an interesting direction, I actually read the entirety of the story. No! Yeah. Um, But because I wanted to see where it goes. And so, here's... Here's kind of where my my overall thoughts. I think there are, especially some of the big plot points, I think are very, very cool. I'm like, oh, that's a cool story. But then just the stuff around it and the way it's presented, I feel like drags it down significantly. It, it just, it didn't, um, it, it was, it didn't feel like the most effective way to, to give me those moments. Like it, it really diminished it because I was focusing on like, why is this happening in this way? You know, I, I don't know. Did you share any of that? No, not at all. Well, I think um, to answer like the the gripe that you had with some was um, text box, some cutscenes, some were that sort of stylized, like the the backgrounds moving, but the characters aren't while they're speaking. Um, a lot of that comes with like it's a seventy hour game. Not everything is important, so like you could just use text boxes for like the throwaway scenes essentially and do a fully voice acted uh FMB whatever scene for the very very important moments. Yeah. That well, might I'll, be why. It, yeah, if I can butt in super quick just because 
And I know this is somewhat more common in like Japanese style games, but like for example, Breath of the Wild did this very well because they were consistent. In gameplay, when you're just interacting with the world or whatever, there's really never any voice acting. There's maybe a little, huh, eh, huh, which still like, if you go talk to a shopkeeper in Breath of the Wild, like in public and people can like, it's a little questionable. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Um, but besides the point, uh, but at least that was like the rule. And then the cutscenes were had the cutscene style where they were you know it was cinematic and they had the full voice acting and they had all of that but this game like it did not seem to have consistency it jumped between the two frequently and it was like in the in the middle of like a scene almost it would cut from one style of presenting to another to then another and it just didn't make sense and the changes were what pulled me out of the moments often yeah I, I get what you mean. I still didn't get that feeling. I thought it was like pretty clear when, like, okay, we're just talking for a little bit, text box, okay, an event is happening, we're going into a full-blown cutscene, flashbacks were usually that other style of cutscene that we saw. Um, but I, I didn't think it was consist- inconsistent, but I do see your point of the varying sure. styles there. Um, with the narrative, though, oh, I wish you didn't read ahead because <laughs> experiencing it and watching the characters interact with each other with some of these story beats, oh, man, that's part of the experience. And, like, I wrote this down because I think it's important to state. I don't think this Yakuza game here is necessarily about the narrative. It's about the characters and it's about Ichiban himself because this is the first main protagonist. Those are the best we're kinds gonna... of narratives, in my what? opinion. Those are the best kinds of narratives, in right? My exactly. And I, oh man, this narrative is really good. The, we've gone away from Kiryu, and people have been with Kiryu for years, so they needed to hit this guy out of the park. So everything that uh, happens in the story sort of revolves around him, and the events that happen circumvent, not circumvent, um, circle back to how he feels about certain things and that's what makes the end of this game so emotional and gripping to watch because there's just please watch the cutscene if you can there is a performance between ichiban and um his brother figure in this game towards the end and it is just it is something else and if you haven't gone on this journey with ichiban and the story of him and getting to know him and experiencing this from the bottom up kind of story, like where you're scrounging for money at the very beginning, yen, you're hard pressed to get money there. And then by the end of it, you're the super billionaire spending all kinds of things like each that's Ichiban's personality fighting to get back to the top or fighting for his friends. Right. And that's, Ah, I wish you didn't spoil yourself, but that is what this narrative is essentially, and they do it in such a creative and clever way. Um, yes, it gets tropey. Yes, it gets bogged down by JRPG stuff, and pacing is very, very off in the middle oh. of the game. But but the end is such a supreme payoff where I don't think those things are too much to complain about. But yes, I absolutely, I I think you're going to talk about it here in a second about pacing, but the middle section of the game is a little slow and some moments are unnecessary, but that's how I feel about the narrative. Um, I mean, Hey, we can talk about pacing super quick because I think we kind of hit a lot of the narrative stuff. Um, It's very interesting to me how like the pacing felt very inconsistent here as well. That was overall, a lot of my gripes with the game were, like, certain kinds of inconsistencies throughout. Like, the opening of the game is, like, very cool exposition, but, like, I feel like I did not get to touch my controller for ages. It was, like, Metal Gear levels of, like, watch this movie. 
uh, as we cut from like the past back to the present to like this to like move five feet and then give me control again, which I mean is fine. Um, but like, yeah, there are some long, long cutscenes in this game, and I just feel like it could have um, later stuff. You know, like if you're more invested, that that's fine. But I, I felt like some of it could have been tightened up a smidge because taking you out of the action kind of deflated it at times. Right. Um, especially, I guess, early on as, like, when you're getting to know characters and stuff and you're like, okay, let me, like, let me be active in the world and all of that. And, and it felt like the first two, three hours of gameplay were, like, very, very little gameplay, which is fine. Um, but I don't know. Again, because of the other problems, like I said, like, the inconsistencies in the way the story is shown paired with, like, me not being able to do anything, I was like, ah, you can make this a little tighter just, just so we can get to, like either gameplay or if it's going to be a cutscene let it be a cutscene don't keep don't throw like a half second loading screen and then cut to a different presentational style and right. then back and like uh, uh, i don't know it was well and weird. plus too the whole middle section of the game while i found it interesting i like that yakuza warring factions intrigue yeah it really wasn't what the story was about the Not the whole um the the fight between the Siryu clan and the the Chinese mafia and the Korean mafia, that deadlock between the three of them, that's yeah. literally like the majority of what's going on in the game, and that's not even what it's about. Yep. So pacing definitely gets bogged down there in the middle section. But I would say around chapter 12, 11, 12, that's where it picks back up and you get back into the stuff that you really want to discover. The whole thing about his father and uh, the moments at the beginning of the game yeah. that we discover. I think it serves a good, um, at least my guess as to why they did it that way, is that it, it serves to show the um, the progression that he has to go through before he can kind yeah. of move forward. Um, and so, like, there's there's a ton of different systems in this game, including, like, a corporation management system. And, like, uh, but you, without spoilers, like, you kind of end up with nothing at one point and you have to work your way up. Uh, so I understand why that's there. Like, I, I think that that's probably part of why you felt such a strong connection to him by the end is my guess. Having to, like, live through that uh, right. would be my guess. Whether that's and, the most fun or not, I suppose we can discuss it when we move into gameplay. <laughs> I, I think it it adds to the weight of the final acts, which I really appreciate. Although I also will say there is one plot twist towards the end of the game that is supremely stupid. But again, it adds yeah. to Ichiban's character and all that. So I'm like, all right, I will forgive this one misstep. But oh god, I thought it was stupid. One more thing, real quick, on narrative that I think that all Yakuza games do a real great job at doing is showing the progression of time. Even though there's a big thing that happens um, yeah. after Act One, and it did not feel like certain things certain people aged enough to like show no in terms yeah. of visual representation you're absolutely right no but the the feeling of time has progressed in this world that by the end of the game you're like i've been on a 20 year journey with yeah. this character i was um, actually hoping they would let us play some stuff during that section that you're referring to i was hoping that was going to be a, a bit of the game and it was not it was just cutscenes. Right. You should play some of the other Yakuza games. You might be a fan. But um, I, I do see what you mean. But the the way that they tell stories at this studio of just you, you barely have time in that moment. Again, it's act one, act two, and you're out of there. And yet you feel the progression of time like, yeah, 
I've been there for this long and so many things have changed. And that helps in their world design showing like, oh, yeah, this is many, many years later. Uh, the city has changed. The people have changed and all that stuff. So kudos to them for just, I don't know. They they write good stories. I like these guys. <laughs> Do you want to go into gameplay now? Sure. I, I think now's a good time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, real quick, the gameplay of this is very different from previous Very much so. As someone who has not even played it, only seen it, I'm like, wow. I'm sure, yeah, you watching Nick for all that time, you you clearly know the differences. Um, action adventure for the previous games, beat-em-ups, this is straight-up JRPG. One, my favorite thing, though, at the very beginning of the game that's gonna tell you what kind of JRPG this is, Ichiban says, like, oh yeah, I'm a Dragon Quest fan, I'm a huge yeah. dragon quest nerd and that's how i see myself i'm the hero of my own story and i'm gonna fight these people like in this jrpg i love growing up and that is just that sort of encompasses what this game is because that gives a story reason for why this game's a jrpg it builds on ichiban's character and if you're a jrpg fan like me you totally get that concept of just like yeah i'm a video game hero in this game that i used to play and love like it's so silly but you could connect to it in a in some way and um but yeah i guess the main question i have for you john is did this game feel was it too slow because that's the biggest complaint with jrpgs combat can feel bogged down and very very slow moving um did you have fun with it sure. essentially all the different mechanics with the different skills that you could use the dif- different I'll call them heat actions for lack of a better term yeah. all the different mechanics available to you So there's a lot to dive in uh with the gameplay here I will say I have never played any of the Dragon Quest games but I I've heard supposedly that that is like a really cool um like it does kind of resemble that system I think is what I've heard like if you're a little fan, bit yeah yeah um Let's, uh, there's a number of different systems in this game for the gameplay. So, for example, there is a party system. You can get up to four people in your party. Um, and so each person kind of has their different attacks. There's, like, the standard stuff. There's the stuff that uses, like, your MP. Um, and there are items that you can use and heal and all of that. And so it's turn-based. But visually, instead of entering, like, a Pokemon battle, they kind of keep it in the world so it looks like it's... Like, if you caught it for a quick second, you might think it was a freeform battle, but it's absolutely not. Um, And so, I thought that the ability system in particular had a lot of potential, just for, like, cool stuff, maybe, like, betwixt the party and all of that. But, uh, to answer your question, did it feel too slow? Yes. Not only did it feel too slow, it felt very boring to me. Um, The gameplay is my biggest gripe with the game. Uh, I honestly did not find like aside from like maybe when you first find a new ability and i'm like oh cool like the excitement of like what does this do beyond that i i just i couldn't find any joy in that combat system and furthermore i really disliked the fact that like every battle had an intro and an outro 
Uh, and again, I haven't played any of the other Yakuza games, but to my understanding, it's kind of freeform. You can just run around and like, if you run into someone, you just beat them up. Here, it's like, I'm trying to run to get to an objective and I accidentally ran too close to someone. And so you get the Paper Mario treatment where it's like, battle time! And it introduces the person! And it introduces you! And you start! And you enter the battle! And it's slow! And then you get through it! And then you get a report card at the end that says, you did this, 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 after everything, including the like, the minority new battles that like don't matter and that is where it really lost me because i didn't find it fun and it was obtrusive to the point where i was like oh man can i walk around this can i not engage with these people uh like uh and this goes into like more systems than just the fighting but overall this game it feels like you're playing an arcade game at all times like the sound effects are very arcade and they're like ding like constantly there's like the i feel like i'm entering like it's about to ask me for a quarter and everyone you know it literally says like hobo on the street and hobo on the street gets an intro like you're starting a, a street fighter game at the arcade like and i don't know it just lot like it felt so bogged down and so slow and so like uninspired not uninspired I, I don't mean to insult it in that way but so um unengaging for me that it really really lost me there Wow. I could definitely see um, the slow pace of it for you. It, it did after a while. I don't know, 30 hour mark. I'm like, all right, I kind of want to run away from some of these random battles and just get to where I need to go. Um, but your complaint about intro, outro every single time, that's, I hate, that's JRPG stuff. Pokemon's got it. Persona has it. Um, it really comes down to the crux of does the combat feel fast enough within a yeah. slow paced battle system to make you sort of forget about some of those things? And I guess for you, it didn't. Yeah. For if me, I can, so, go sorry, ahead, go ahead. just, uh, I, I guess to qualify, cause like one of the notes I made was that like, I'll admit I'm usually not a fan of turn-based. Like it, it takes a, you have to have a really slick system to get me fully invested in the turn-based combat because it right. can be so slow. Like I think Undertale did it really well. Um, but it's like there are other games like because overall the, the game design felt really outdated to me i think is what it was if i had to like define it in a word um and so i'm like games like kingdom hearts or games like monster hunter they ha they still have those elements where it's like you have your normal attacks your special attacks your items your all of that but by keeping you in constant action because here i can like i could be in a fight and walk away and nothing will happen you know, I can come back two hours later and pick up the controller and the enemies will just kind of shuffle around. Um, I don't need to pause the game. It doesn't matter. And so I think by like a breaking out of that system and still having those elements, right, but bringing it into the 21st century and like letting you move and have more dynamic action, it keeps you more engaged because you're like, okay, what's my next attack going to be? But also... Uh, let me not sit here and deliberate on it for 30 minutes because that guy's walking at me. So what if he's going to hit me or the boss is making its animation? It's about to do this. Let me dodge out of the way. Like, I understand that like this might be um, tradition for like the genre in in a lot of instances. But I guess just from an outsider perspective, I'm like, why are you choosing to stay with this system? Especially when up, I, I think... The other games have been a little more freeform. So I'm like, why didn't you take what you were doing, introduce some of these elements, and make it really engaging as opposed to what we got? I don't know. Sorry. Th th those were just kind of like my, my big thoughts on that No, system. I definitely see your point. Actually, I agree with most of what you just said. I think 
if they were to tackle a system like this in a future game, because I know we're sticking with Ichiban, so I can only imagine it's going to stay with the JRPG theme. You do something like a Final Fantasy VII Remake where you're melding real-time action that people like nowadays with traditional JRPG mechanics and mash them together. So it, you're there's more of a flow to battle, but there's still the strategy of a JRPG of sure. you're taking time to select attacks and find weaknesses of different enemies and stuff like that. And I think that would be, if we're living in an ideal world, that's what you go with for something like this. I don't fault them for trying something new because they wanted a clean slate away from old characters, old combat systems, all yeah. that stuff. I really enjoyed it. Um, particularly because a lot of the special moves you got in this game are what people really like about combat in old Yakuza games. You're playing to find different heat actions, which are essentially ridiculous moves that you perform on the enemies. Like, oh God, what's a good example? In an old Yakuza game, you could grab a teacup and pour it on a guy's face, and then he starts like yelling yeah. and screaming. Which that's hilarious, object. you know that that's yeah. that's the kind of stuff that you try to pull off in D and D or or a game like that. So to have right. like ridiculous actions like that built into a game, I do think is a brilliant idea. Um, I just yeah. wish it was within a more interesting uh, system, I suppose. Right. And they still have those. They have silly moves like that with, you know, one of the characters popping a wine bottle and spraying it on the enemy and they catch a cold is the status effect. I think all that stuff is really silly, but um, I I see your point with it. It gets in the way of the flow of combat not flowing, essentially. So it it sort of hurts the overall experience there. Um, But it takes systems from other jrpgs like persona for example because you can interact with a lot of like different characters and build up what they call social links with them and sort of get to know them more in this bar that's in the game and you find out a lot about their characters through just talking to them at the bar building up their friendship gauge um and you can fill that up that up with other things that you do in the world like i want to stress that yakuza games are not just the combat. A lot yeah. of the gameplay is what you do in these worlds. Yeah, yeah. And I think the nightlife in Yakuza games are some of the best ever, like better than GTA, better than all that stuff because of the options that you have and all the different things that you could do. Like, yeah, the combat could feel samey after a while, but there's a job system in there. You could go and switch your job as the character. Like mm-hmm. the starting ones, you start out as a hero. You could switch to um, an enforcer. And you have a whole different moveset, different weapons that you could go out and buy and purchase and all that. And you could upgrade upgrade those weapons at the upgrade shop. And all these little things like connect to each other. And you run around the world trying to form it all together. And that's like the grander experience there. Sure. It's not just this slow combat. It's all the things that you do outside of it too. I think that helps the experience. I would love to comment on that really quick, actually. Like, the other kind of gameplay systems and stuff that are in place. Because there there is a lot, uh, mechanically, I guess, going on in the game. And so, so one of the things that you get introduced to very early is that Ichiban has uh, multiple stats, essentially. That kind of define who he is and they grow as a person. But that, to me, like, that system, I was like, cool, you introduced it. But, so one of my problems there is... One, like, when you level up, you just... When you beat a battle, you'll, like, level up automatically. And it'll be like, this went up, this went up, this went up. I would love to have had a system where it's like, I could put upgrade points into developing this particular skill. So that the system isn't just something in the background. It's something that you're actively deciding who this character is. And furthermore, Mm -hmm. in that vein, for that system, like, 
all the dialogue and stuff is set. Like you don't get to choose dialogue options or anything like that. So like developing relationships with people or like trying to decide who he is, you don't really have a say in who he is. It's just kind of like, oh, go do this and we'll, t we'll tell you which points went up and what kind of person he's becoming and all of this, which a, a lot of linear games are like that. But I don't know, like this kind of, I, I just feel like it would have added so much more to the to the world to give you an option in leveling up and to give you an option in like interacting with other people. But I will say um, they've clearly also uh, put a lot of work into like mini games and other stuff that's around the world um, because there's plenty to do all over. It's right. It, it, the density is very impressive. I'll, I'll absolutely give them that. The, I guess, the company building mini game, I just got to yeah. say is the best mini game in any yakuza game so far <laughs> i was in that thing for uh, that was probably 10 of my 70 hours just Jesus. doing that stupid business mini game yeah. it's phenomenal i think uh the reason i because i was kind of looking forward to that because i remember like nick would get obsessed with like a stupid like carnival game in yakuza zero or whatever it was i don't remember and i was like why are you spending so much time playing this but then again i'm also the kind of person who, like i will play gwent or like blackjack or whatever for hours in other games so i get it um, and so I was looking forward to seeing what this game brought because I knew that was a strength of the series. Although I found that I didn't engage with it all that much only because, and like I mentioned earlier, the main game feels like an arcade game already. And so having all these mini games and all of that, it kind of turned me off to it because it felt like I was playing on like coolmathgames.com or something. And I was like, I want like a cohesive experience. I don't want this dave and buster's like smorgasbord all the time you know if you had a few mini games here and there that i could look forward to sure but when the whole game kind of feels like a mini game that turned me off to it a little bit too and that made me really sad oh no that's like the best part of yakuza games every time you like gloat into a new one you're like okay what mini games do they have in this one what's in the sega arcade which virtual fighter do they have um to all that stuff just going around and checking that out the dragon kart racing in this was really really cool that's sort of their spin on mario kart or i guess whatever the sonic one is would be more accurate <laughs> the, the little trash can mini game was so fun and it's not like there's no purpose to them that's my biggest gripe with like gta games in yeah. those games they have all the side content uh, yeah sorry side content and it's like for what yeah, why absolutely. am i doing this there's no point but in this it all goes towards like a completion list to get new items or that the hero activity on your phone that you could do get points towards that to get money um items upgrades all that stuff like there's a purpose for everything you're not just doing mini games but also you get to experience the goofy yakuza stuff like uh, and i get like the tone change could be jarring because the story for the most part is very straightforward and in most yakuza games could be very serious and then you go back into this open world of arcade goofiness that's very jarring and i get that but that's also the identity of yakuza games that's not something special for this one that's what it has been all this time and it didn't it didn't lose that essence of what it is sure um but yeah the not just the side quests sorry the mini games but the side missions also have that great personality to them have did you check any of those out a, a few i i dabbled here and there those oh man this one in particular like they're normally very very silly and goofy like you can get a chicken to run your business yeah but um some of them are very very well written there's this one about a girl in a white dress i'm not gonna spoil it but 
that's a side mission and by the end of it i was crying like <laughs> they really like took their time to write out some of these in this game in particular and it is very very well done fair points yeah um what should we talk about next <laughs> uh, i think the only other little notes i have was i was just curious how your experience was uh performance slash polish wise um and it was part of why i asked if this was a small studio because some des- design design decisions um and like just I, I don't know if they were intentional or if i ran into bugs or whatever but i was like this could have been like there was a really easy fix to make the system a lot better like I despised the minimap in this game because the minimap stays put and your arrow moves around. So it's very hard to navigate, like as opposed to most games will have the map change orientation as you turn and your arrow stays put in the center. And so like a lot of times, like I wanted to kind of admire the city around me, but if I was trying to get somewhere, I found that I was more than usual glued to the minimap. And I was like, that was such a simple fix. I don't know if other games use that kind of map, but I feel like for the most games I've used have done the alternative, which... Yeah, I see that. It got to a point where I memorized the city, so that didn't become an issue anymore because sure. I had been running around that whole time. But also waypoints help. But yeah, I get it. The minimap was not that useful. <laughs> yeah. And then like just little things. Like I remember I got into a cutscene and Ichiban goes, look, I found this. And his, he's holding out his hand like he's gripping something, but it's empty. And stuff like that where I was just like, did did you just not have time for this? Or like, or is it a bug? Like, I don't know. Because I ran into stuff like that often. Like, lips not lining up. Uh, Sometimes someone would be... That's because of the the dub. The dub. Really? I thought it was dubbed Remember, it goes to Tsushima. Like, if you use the the Japanese dub, sub, whatever, and then the lips didn't line up because it was programmed for English... This one's very much programmed for Japanese, so okay. using the English dub, it wouldn't line up. Gotcha, okay. But then, like, it, it was weird stuff in the animations also, like, maybe, like, their mouth would be moving, but, like, the rest of the body would be, like, very stiff or, like, something, where I just was not sure. I'm like, something's off, and I don't know if just they didn't take the time to to program this the way they programmed the rest of it, or if it's just that I ran into an issue. Because they, they were minor. Again, not not big. Like, these are not decision-changing things. But just stuff where I was like, I, I was... It made me curious often. I was like, how big of a studio is this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and um, just backstory on the previous games. Like, this engine that they're using, it's called the Dragon Engine. Mm-hmm. I think this is, like, the third or fourth entry they've ever used it. Because a lot of the older Yakuza games use a completely different engine from this one. So gotcha. maybe they're still working on some of those kinks. I don't know. I didn't have any terrible bugs. A couple moments of chugging, like in terms of frame rate. Yeah, frame rate but um, other than that, no, not not too terrible. All right. Yeah. Just I, interesting things uh, that I was curious to see if it was unique to me or not. Yeah. Um, one thing that I forgot to bring up was this game really makes sure to like honor the old games in a lot of many different ways. Um there's one point where you fight a tiger, <laughs> which yeah. is like a really cool fight. You fight one single tiger as a party of four. However, in a previous Yakuza game as Kiryu, who's this badass 
jacked guy who could fight off anyone and anything unbeatable. He fights two tigers in a previous game by himself. So in that way, they're sort of respecting Kiryu like this party. They're strong, but they're still weaker than that guy that you used to play as just to show the power levels there. And um, there are some returning characters in this game. Not going to spoil that because people need to experience that if you're a fan. But there is one boss fight towards the end of the game, which is one of the best boss fights I've played in the Yakuza series and ever because of what my brain was doing during that boss fight. Um, Of course, it's a returning character, so I was fangirling to see this character a little Mm. bit when I was fighting them, but there were moments in the fight where they would change fighting styles, and because... I am familiar with this character and know what they do. I My brain was adapting with my fighting style. Like, okay, I know what they're going to do oh, next cool. because that's what this style does. Yeah. Um. So I was changing my methods of fighting and getting ready for an attack based on what they were doing and my knowledge of old games. So just in terms of like effort from my brain and realizing certain things, that was such a cool experience yeah. for, for me. That sounds very cool. Uh, it's unfortunate because I think you can jump into this game without being a previous fan, but it really, really helps if you have knowledge of those older games just so you could imp- appreciate some of those moments yeah. um, a bit more. And having knowledge of JRPGs because there's a Final Fantasy VII reference before you climb the tower of the game, and that was very funny for me. Just Ichiban's hairstyle in general is very JRPG, so, you know, they, little nice things here and there that add to the whole experience i love it (laughs) and i wish we did this this game um before we did our game of the year episode because (laughs) this might have won best narrative for me like genuinely wow it wouldn't have won any other care categories but narrative absolutely oh my god i love it nice so do we have anything else or do we think we're ready to move into a vote i i think i'm ready all right any questions from amanda or tj i did have one question just because i know you um I feel like you already answered it, though, but um, saying how different this Like a Dragon is compared to all the other Yakuza mm-hmm. games, just like you said different, like in a, would you say good way? I, I took it as a good way, like, or not even, not that For it's better it or anything <laughs> like that, but I, I, I took it as like a good thing. Like that wasn't an insult to this game. Correct or no? For me, personally, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for John, but like, no, the different in a very, in a good way. In an interesting way, I do hope maybe they return back to the old combat system at some point. It doesn't have to be the next game, but maybe the one after that. Because they did announce that we're going to be sticking with Ichiban for the foreseeable future. He will definitely be the protagonist in the next game. Um, So maybe they change some stuff up. Because I do agree with John that the combat was slow here and there. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it was a grind to get through at times. But... Um, yeah, most of the changes are for the best in terms of characters and storytelling, for sure. I, of course, can't really speak to that question just because I haven't played the other games. But I know that yeah. the biggest change uh, from what I've heard was that combat system. And I'm going to have to agree there that uh, if, if we're just talking about that change, um, I think I probably would have enjoyed the game more if it had a different combat system. I mean, the best change for me was like... I, obtaining money and skill points sure. and, and your progression through the game because in all the Yakuza games money was nothing you could spend it here and there and you wouldn't lose anything you had over a million yen pretty much the whole game and it was very easy to come by but at the beginning of this game having like 
a thousand yen is a godsend and you're digging under vending machines to try to get a 50 yen coin and try to like you know get enough to buy a drink or something and by the end of the game you're this giant business mogul and you're spending billions and billions of yen left and right so that progression in terms of gameplay and storytelling is very well done this time around so nick do you think that John would probably enjoy gameplay more if they were closer towards like the Final Fantasy 7 like remake aspect where it's still like turn based but the enemies still like do their own thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I think he should play Final Fantasy 7 remake cuz I think that's exactly what he's looking for. But to go one step above that, TJ, I think he would like it even more if it was just an old Yakuza game, if it was that that's what it up sounds like, sort yeah. of thing. I think he would enjoy those very much because despite my love and praise for this game, I still think Yakuza 0 is a better game narratively and gameplay-wise. All okay. right. Well, unless we got anything else. In the case of Yakuza, like a dragon, how do we vote? So... Um, it seems to me, just after this conversation, that like if you are a fan of the Yakuza series, this probably has enough stuff where it it would probably be most effective on you, even though this is kind of like a soft reboot, but not really. Um, but in terms of someone coming from my perspective and, and all of that, uh, I think the narrative has some interesting moments. Uh, there are really cool moments in this game, but the biggest problem with this game is, again, these inconsistencies that kind of draw you out and then bring the experience down. Um, I think it's a you have some very interesting side characters and stories. Uh, I found the main character, like, honestly, pretty annoying. Um, I, I just I couldn't really get into it. And then the thing that ended up losing me entirely was the gameplay. Uh, the gameplay was just not fun for me at all. And it was very intrusive because of the presentation style, I guess. Where, like, I was active... It was the opposite of Ghost of Tsushima, where I was actively trying to avoid combat. Um, and so I was like, maybe... I was going to watch, like, the movie version of it. I was like, let me just watch all the cutscenes. Uh, but it's very long. And then also, like, the stylistic differences. And also some of the directing that took it in, like, creative directions that... I didn't really love and, and stuff like that. Overall, I was like, I'm not going to say this is like an actively terrible game. I think it is a perfectly middle of the road kind of mediocre game where if you have enough connections to it, you would probably enjoy it. Uh, but it's like, it's a fine game, which I don't think most people want to play fine games. And then a lot of the design design decisions, Jesus, I keep messing that up. A lot of the design decisions that keep Break, making it an arcade game or like these little frustrating systems and stuff like that bring it down into like a bad category so for me it's going to be a should not buy it though which makes me really sad i was i was looking forward to trying the yakuza games and sent me this beautiful steel book i was so excited to pop it in uh and it's not good at least for me Okay, I'm glad you threw in the at least for me. Because, guys, this is not a mediocre game. This is not a not good game. This is one of the games of last year. Like, oh, God. Top three Yakuza games, probably my second favorite. Um, It it just oozes personality. It oozes love. If you love JRPGs, absolutely get this one. Um, If you love Yakuza games, get this one. Because this has the most bang for your buck in terms of a Yakuza game. So many minigames, so many side missions. And Ichiban, no, he's not Kiryu, but you know what? 
I think he's a better protagonist than Kiryu. Honestly, I found him very three-dimensional and very interesting. There's tropes here and there that you got to get by. But um, at the end of the day, that final scene before the credits is worth the price of admission alone. I promise you um, it's all worth it. And yeah, you would not be sorry if you picked up this game, really. So um, again, most bang for your buck. If you want to play a long, long game, a long experience that's fulfilling, buy it absolutely 100% should buy. Oh, yeah. Little caveat, but I didn't want to say it too early because I don't want to give away my position. Um, The reason I felt comfortable reading the story is because I know I'm not going to boot this game up again. Um, So I just wanted to see what was in store because it seemed like that was uh, one of the more interesting. I would still watch that last scene, though. It sucks that you're not going to go all the way through it. But oh, man, just the acting alone is some of the best performances I've seen in games i I had to psych myself up to boot the game like it was (laughs) it was a struggle um but we have a tie which makes me sad but yeah we're at a tie so that brings us to the peanut gallery (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you want to go first or no go ahead amanda okay um so i also lived with john and Benetados when Benetados would play the Yakuza games and I also would sometimes watch him play it and it really did look like he was having a great time. Um, I never played it. I didn't play this one. I didn't play any of the others. It looked enjoyable um, but honestly after one hearing you guys talk about it I, I, I personally don't think this would be a game for me. I um, obviously like they already said it. If you're into Yakuza and you're into that whole storyline and that whole narrative, then I'm sure, yeah, for sure, go get it. But for me, I'm gonna have to say it's a it's a should not buy. Okay, uh, TJ, uh, I don't want to leave you out of the vote, so I guess we'll see. Interesting place. Yeah, you see how it feels, TJ. It sucks, <laughs> doesn't it? It sucks. <laughs> All right, so. This sounds like a game that I would really enjoy, but I also like RPGs. <laughs> I think that they're playing like parodies on RPGs in it, which is really funny. I haven't played any of the other Yakuza games, but from what I've like seen and like researched, like you don't really need to know anything about it to really like dive in. And this was one of the game of the years. Um, but I will say for our audience purposes, I don't necessarily think that most of them would enjoy it so much like one you have to fully like rpgs and like fully like commit to it and like another thing is just like it's just kind of goofy and out there and i feel like a lot of our audience um while could probably appreciate it might fall towards john where like if you're in the middle of like a game that's like 80 hours and at the middle of it is kind of boring and it's hard to like slog through a lot of times people don't finish games. Yeah. And so especially I mean it's probably cheaper now. But um at we're gonna I think take it's like it at 40, 30, 40. Yeah. But we're gonna take it at the value that it is now. Um since I'm speed well, I would probably enjoy it and I'm probably gonna pick it up at some point. I feel like most of our audience wouldn't, at least at this price point, so I'm gonna have to say it's a not buy. Wow. Whoa. Wow. I was I was expecting to have to call in uh, Benetatus as an emergency tiebreaker and see. So was I. He would have said no anyway. <laughs> oh. he would, no. Well, I guess. In the case of Yakuza, 
like a dragon. You should not buy it, though. Was really hard to say. It's not worth it going so to jail for. Yikes! <laughs> I did not know how this episode. Play was the game. Go. Just don't buy it. At Forty dollars. Yeah, I, maybe. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. I was gonna say play the first two hours to see if you like it, but you do so little gameplay in the first two hours that you might accidentally pass it without realizing. <laughs> nah, you probably gotta play like six to ten. I think. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, What's the problem with most RPGs? Yeah. It just takes like several hours to really get into it. The, the, like, I'm okay with that though. But I don't. It just. I don't know. I I didn't. It just wasn't fun. We talked about it. <laughs> there we go. Um, sorry to you, Nick. I know you really like this game. Sorry to Anne. <laughs> I felt so bad <laughs> when I would like have to like force myself to play the game, and I was like, oh no, I, it's so beautiful. Like, why? Uh, okay. Um, but I'm glad I got to try it and kind of see its strengths and weaknesses. And, uh, should they return to a different combat system, I might be swayed to, uh, check out, uh, a different Yakuza game at some point. I don't know, just because I, just I do think at least the more the traditional stuff. See if you like it. <laughs> yeah. Cause some of the more traditional stuff, like Nick, you know, that darker, like the, or really focusing on that organized crime it sounds like the other protagonist was more interesting it sounds like the other combat system was more interesting at least for my tastes um so uh, who knows i might feel a little inspired and, and pick it one up eventually but um thank you all so much for listening if you're interested in supporting the show please consider checking out the links in the show notes we have a patreon where you can get access to exclusive rewards like uh, our 24-hour impressions of new games the chance to uh, to play games with us, stuff like that. Also, if you've enjoyed talking to us here, we do another show called Dungeons & Drimbus. Right now we are on Season 2. It is Hunt for the Florida Man. It's an actual play D&D podcast where everyone on this show is hunting down the mythic Florida Man. It is ridiculous, and I promise you, you would probably love it. So, consider checking that out. Special thank you to our patrons, Anne Baird and Jerry Benetados. Um, and thank you all for listening. We'll talk at you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.